What does it mean to master the game of life? Like any game, it requires a fundamental understanding and application of the rules. But living in today's on-demand society is making this nearly impossible as our attention is increasingly being fought over and monetized by others. Will Moore's mission is to help you hit the reset button by providing a new set of game rules based on time-proven universal principles and modern science to gamify your life by making it fun and addictive to replace your habits in the five core areas of your life proven to lead to true happiness. Ready, player one? All right. right. Well, yes, I'm doing well. I'm so sorry. I'm not that much of an Instagram user, so it took me a little while. took me a little while to get in, but I'm glad that we are in now. We got it. Glad we're live. So, yeah, so why don't you tell us uh, about your program, what you're doing, and um, then get into a little bit of a background. Tell us kind of what it is and what the goals are for it, and then we'll get into a little bit of background about it and you. All right. So, Sean Acroy, I'm the founder and CEO of Yellowdig. It's a learning experience platform for colleges and universities, K-12, corporate training. Um, and what we essentially do is to make learning more engaging and fun. So, Imagine if you're in a closet and if you have kids, I don't know, they go to school or colleges, um, you know, typical experience is not that fun. I mean, you know, a lot of school, a lot of students actually don't stick around for too long. Uh, dropout rates are very high. Um, sometimes we blame them on the students themselves saying that they don't have motivation or whatnot. But, you know, I think it's time for us to also look at how we can improve the overall experience of, you know, learning essentially using technology. So that's what we do uh, as a company. Well, right. I mean, this is exactly right up my alley as I was just saying kind of briefly, um, you know, you, I, I use the term gamification, um, but it's basically what you just said, you know, using technology, what we know about behavioral science, uh, you know, principles, things, things to sort of take to make it fun, engaging, interesting, anything to reduce the friction to help people to grow. And obviously learning is, learning is everything. Uh, ABG, if you're not growing, you're dying. And part of, and a big part of ABG is learning. Um, so, you, you know, and the educational system, the way it's set up, it's just, I mean, it's been in place for so long. I've done, I've done lots of posts and stuff about about this and the fact that, you know, it's, we're basically using a system that was created over a hundred years ago when it was like a factory type um, environment. And, you know, you put the kids through the school and they learn these skills and then they go into the factories and then it became, you know, you would get your skill set and go have a job for the rest of your life and work for somebody. And as long as you had a good degree and all that, and all, none of that applies anymore. It's just, yep. it's all the wild, wild west now. It's a free for all. And, and, you know, the entrepreneur, it's the, the age of the entrepreneur, the independent contractor and right. Paying 50, $60,000 for college just uh, doesn't make sense anymore. I mean, we see all this stuff going on in Congress with these, the fighting between, you know, it's forgiving student debt and all these things. So love it. Love what you're doing. Kudos to you. How, when did you found the, the company? How long ago? So it's been seven years. I founded in 2015. Uh, prior to that, I had a regular job in a company. Uh, so I kind of went through my, uh, you know, very quickly, I grew up in India, uh, did my undergrad in um, engineering and mechanical engineering in India. So I mean, kind of 
got my first experience with undergraduate. It was a really good school, though. I mean, I really enjoyed that experience, but I also realized that it wasn't optimal. I mean, I kind of survived because, you know, I was always very curious myself to in terms of learning new things, and I kind of enjoyed that experience. I came to the U.S. after that, um, did my master's, um, and then took a job, you know, that I did for almost a decade. Um, and then I probably, mid-career, I found my true calling to start a company that kind of merges. Uh, my passion is, uh, you know, technology. I love to build digital products. And, um, and also, I love to see how people learn. So I kind of merged those two passions to build this company. Very cool. So tell us a little bit more about the program itself and, and what it does. So I'm uh, just give us a typical user that, that would sign up for it and how it helps them and how it's different from the, the typical process that person might go through of education. Yeah, so typical experience, like imagine you're in a classroom and which is kind of, you know, K-12 or higher education or corporate training. So typical experience is that you sit in a classroom, you probably go, you know, once or twice a week, an instructor will come and teach you for like 45 minutes. Uh, then you have to do some assignments by the end of the, end of the week and you submit that. Um, and what really happens in that experience is mostly passive where you're kind of, you know, you're required to get excited about what you're learning. You know, could be any topic that you may or may not be excited about. Um, and then you have to almost check the boxes to kind of do the bare minimum to get a passing grade. Right. And vast majority of education is exactly like that, right? So, you know, students by nature themselves won't get excited about a topic unless they truly understand why they should be excited about. Um, and, you know, people do the bare basics to kind of get through. Uh, so that's the typical experience. So not exciting, not fun. It's a process, it's a chore for most people. Uh, right. You do it, you lose your money, all the investments that you've made, and you're also not gonna get a job or career, whatever you want out of it. So. And which is what's happening. I mean, you know, two, you know, one third of the you know, students who start in undergrad in the U.S. now do not complete their degrees even after six years. So there's a lot of wastage in the system from a tuition standpoint, from people wasting a lot of time and not really getting the value. Wow, so what we do, I didn't realize it was that high. One third. Yeah, it's, it's almost one third. We're going to finish right now. Oh. Um, and numbers are actually increasing because the engagement levels in online courses and programs are even lower because, you know, what used to be in a physical classroom where the teacher could actually excite you if they are a good teacher, but, you know, especially online in a Zoom room, it's not even worse. Uh, so that's the current, you know, status of uh, primarily majority of education. So the, the platform that we have built is what we call is connected learning or social learning or community-based learning. So. What happens in Yellowdig is as soon as you start a course or a program, you're put into a community of learners. And you're almost like exploring a topic together. Um, you know, if you're excited about it, you can explore yourself. But, you know, what happens in a community is that people who are taking the same class with you might have different experiences, different right. interests, different point of view. So we kind of bring that together very quickly into the learning environment. And we gamify that experience. So Part of the problem we solve is that, you know, if you have a community, it doesn't mean that you're going to engage. Um, you know, if you look at Facebook, Twitter, these platforms, a very small portion of the users are actually creating content. But in education, we would like, like everybody to engage. So we solve that problem by 
creating incentives for the learners to talk to one another, essentially. Um, so we use behavior theories, a lot of game-based principles to um, essentially incentivize the students to kind of share their experiences, like who they are, why they're excited about this topic. Yes, uh, tell me, sorry to interrupt, tell me a few of these, I love that. Um, what are some of these incentives that they're getting? Yeah, so essentially, um, you know, so for example, if you post something, you get points for that. And if somebody yep. comments on your post, you get points for that as well. Um, and, um, and if somebody reacts to that comment, uh, as well as if the instructor gives you a badge or some sort of accolade that kind of shows that it's a high quality contribution, you get points for that. And these points counts towards participation. So, you know, traditionally, if you're in a classroom, you have to raise your hand and say something, right? That's how participation would work. And that's right. how teachers know that you are actually engaging. But in this modern world, like people are really raising their hands, um, or especially online, it's very hard to do. Uh, imagine in a Zoom room with like 50 students, like raising your hand is a lot of pressure for a lot of people. Right. So we, we actually create these incentives for you to participate, but it doesn't have to be the classroom time. It could, you, you can participate like at your own time. And these points count towards your participation grade. So every class cool. is a participation grade, and this is how kind of it goes towards that. I love that. I love it. Good for you. That's, that's a really great, you know, it's funny. So I'm, I'm trying to build something similar. We need to have a conversation about this uh, afterward. Actually, you know what? Let's have Let's... it now. <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm building something, um, doing very similar, using some of these same behavioral science gamification techniques. Uh, I see you're using social connectivity, rewards, points, um, maybe even a little competition in there, like, oh, wow, does it show what everybody's points are? So you can be like, oh, I want to get ahead of that other person. Yeah, yep. all that stuff's great. Um, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm building something called, uh, well, name to be determined, but it's basically the working name right now is Momentopedia. It's in, it's essentially um, sharing, I'm taking universal principles, like I'm trying to gather every universal principle I've been able to find. Not an easy task, by the way, because there's like, there's, there's not a zillion universal principles. And when I say universal principle, by the way, I mean um, something that has been around since the beginning of man. It's going to be around until we destroy ourselves. And it's proven itself through the test of time. And it's these things that I consider that I've either read like a hundred, I've read so many self-help books and, and lectures and all the, and, and podcasts and so if i've heard it like a bunch of times in different ways and then i've seen it in my own life to be true i'm like okay i can hang my hat on this one right and then to me that's kind of the key is becoming aware of what these are and then it's building your habits around them and so to me it's combining your these universal principles with habits and then gamifying the process to basically using behavioral science technology to make it easy, fun, you know, using stuff like rewards points to, to want to actually um, discover what these are and then implement them in your lives. And so Momentopedia is going to be like a, uh, uh, the idea is you ha you can click on your five core areas. That's so mm -hmm. your mindset, your relationships, your career and finance, your, uh, physical health or your emotional health. These are the main areas of our lives that scientifically have proven to make us happy as long as we keep growing and finding balance in them. And you start to identify, okay, what are my issues? Where, where do I stand in each of these? Now, and what are the failure habits that I've developed that are hurting me every single day? 
And then what's, what's that universal principle that I'm missing that I'm not following? And then what is the success habit that I can then replace it with? And so I'm building this and I'm actually having a hard time trying to figure out the right software and how to do it. So yeah, we should definitely talk more after this about potentially working together. I want to see, I, I need to see your layout and structure. Is that, is the way, what I just described something that could potentially fit into your system or is it, or is that, would that yeah, work? So, I mean, you know, I mean, firstly, what you're building, I mean, it sounds very, very interesting. And then I would say very cool because um, there are so many principles that we all kind of come across in life. Uh-oh. Sorry, we're losing your audio. Uh, can you hear me now? Now I can. Yeah, it got covered for a second. Can you re repeat that? Yeah, so what I was saying is that, you know, what I love about your idea is that, you know, there are so many rules or what are you calling it, universal habits yeah. that we kind of know about because everybody's kind of reading various books, but is there a one place which is almost like a kind of a, you know, I would like a Wikipedia kind of a thing like, hey, these are all these habits that people find useful. Um, and it sounds like you also want to create an incentive for people to take action on them, right? So that- Right, so people would contribute. That's exactly right. So we would put like, some, we would start it off with a lot of the main ones and then people can contribute and they would get points and rewards and these types of things for contributing their own habits. And so here's the key with this. This is, this is everything. Listen up people and listen good. Uh, the same, a universal principle is a universal principle, but how every individual enacts that principle in their life is 100% unique and different. And I think the problem up until now with every self-help speaker, book, lecture system that people have tried to use is a lot of times, the majority of the time, they, they make it where it's like a one size fits all. Like, this is what you need to do, right? Wake up early. Like I've been reading in books for years. You need to wake up at, well, no. That, I tried that, it goes against every bit of my DNA, my personality, I'm a night owl, I do, I'm not good in the morning, I'm great late at night. So, you know, I, it took me a while, but I realized, no, like I can be actually productive up until 11 o'clock at night when my wife is sleeping, because she's the opposite. So you've got to customize it to your own DNA, your own personality. So for instance, and that's what I'm excited about incentivizing people to share is how they've done it. So let's say you have the habit of, um, let's just take any habit for relationship core, looking people, looking people in the eyes, um, or here, you know, here's a better example um, of, of working out. You know, we all know physical health for everybody knows you need to exercise, but how you exercise, like how you actually get your body moving can be completely different across every single human. And sometimes we get caught up in like, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym. I hate running. I can't do this. Right. And then you just don't do it. And it, you take the low hanging fruit, which is I'll just click the TV and, you know, eat cookies. So, but if you realize like, well, wait a minute, I love playing basketball. Like for me, I love basketball. I love tennis. I love um, so like most sports. So I, and I proactively realized I'm not going to go for a run. My wife, again, opposite. She loves running. That's her thing. She just went for a run this morning. Um, to me, that's like torture, but I found my golden habit by, finding the things that I really enjoy. And then it not only does it not feel like work, but I love it. Like last night I had a paddle match 
And it was so fun. I didn't even feel like I was exercising because of the competition, you get all caught up in it. And so the key is to me, finding those things for you and then sharing them on this platform where other people can go, oh, wow, I hadn't even thought of that. That's me. Now I can do that. And then you sort of form these little communities and groups and tribes and, and you sort of help encourage and spur each other along with the habits that you're working on. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that you kind of said is that this whole motivation piece, right? Because what's the real motivation for somebody to take action, which is going to be different for everybody, right? So that is a very, you know, one of the principles, I mean, you must be aware of this is in game design that people have found there are three things actually that matter to create the motivation for people to take action, right? That's the key thing that you're talking about. The first is uh, agency, which is uh, having the freedom to choose, right? So if somebody's saying, okay, these are the 10 things that you have to do, as you're saying, I may not want to do that because I don't, I'm a very different person than you probably, right? Because, you know, as you see your wife and you are quite different. So the agency is such an important thing. So even though there are 10 principles that truly work, but I, as a user or of the system should have an agency to choose what I want to do. Um, as opposed to not choose and be told that you have to do, do those 10 things. I think that, you know, having the agency drives motivation so that I'm more motivated to actually do it because I feel that it's for me as opposed to somebody said that this is some, something that needs to be done. Um, the other two things very quickly, just to put it out there, one is agency. The other is um, what, what is sales called the connectedness, which is, um, you know, if there is a feeling in this kind of a system that, the users are connected to one another in some sense. There is a motivation, there's an emotional connection. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like game, right? People like to, you know, play games with other people. Right. Even if there's a game with AI, it's not going to be interesting after a while, but if there are other human beings who are playing the game with you, you feel like more real, you're actually having a real thing as opposed to something fake. It's so important. So that connectedness is so important in these kind of systems. And the finally, final thing is mastery, which is, they got to be something where there are rewards associated. Like if I take like five minutes, 10 minutes of my day's time to spend in the system, uh, I need to feel that I'm learning and I'm actually bettering myself. Like there's, there's a sense of mastery. I'm like learning something new, uh, which is rewarding um, to motivate myself so that I want to come back tomorrow and do the same thing. So, you know, these are the three principles that I've seen that work quite well. And that could be as a community, uh, which is what we do. But there may be other ways of designing the system. This kind of does these three things. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's, that's it. That's it. And, you know, I love what you're doing and how you're right. You're understanding. Again, this is all this. This is using behavioral science. This is stuff we, we you know, we've learned that really nobody, not many people are using other than the big companies like Facebook and Google and Right. Because they they they've learned how to manipulate us and, and to use what they know will motivate us and to get us. We're like little little mice on the wheel. They're like, oh, we can get their dopamine hit by having them scroll and getting an unexpected surprise or by getting points or by, you know, the social connectivity. And, you know, they use all that and they're monetizing our attention. And I'm not like this big like every big company's bad. I mean, these they're businesses. It's not even their fault. Like they're trapped literally like they have to please their shareholders like they don't have a choice and so they have to show growth and how do you show growth you have to all of a sudden that's why the system's broken it's like figure out okay well even if it's hurting people's happiness and their momentum in life and they're achieving their goals we're making money right and that's and that's what we're talking about here is 
kind of, for lack of a better term, using it all for good versus evil. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the beautiful way of putting it. I think everything is out there. All this research has been out there for a long time. People know how to build this technology for a long time. It's just a matter of the application, which is a little more uh, making people happy and more productive. Um, you know, I don't know whether it'll make as much money as Facebook or Google because, um, you know, that may not be as big of a business. Who knows what? I mean, it might be, but but I think there's money to be made there. I mean, we are trying to no, do it. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, and I mean, it's it, to me, again, it's, it's you got to have companies like yours and that are out there trying to 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 kind of shift the 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 what do you want to call it the script that's been in place for so long and sort of say okay what about looking at it this way and you know i think it's def it's going to happen um because at the end of the day results speak for themselves and i think you know when people are having fun and enjoying and are engaged and are excited to actually go on because they're getting little dopamine hits from oh wow i got points oh i got a badge from my professor saying that you know that was a good contribution i mean those are the same types of dopamine hits that we're getting from these other platforms and so right it's 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 just a matter of getting it to the point where it's it's working and people want to to me i always use that term want to versus have to right you know it's like i think a lot of people think of school as i gotta go to school well what if it was oh i get to go to school or i get to go on and learn and and you know that's that's everything, right? That's the parent, that's the ship. That's exactly right. I mean, that's a wonderful way of putting it. I mean, you know, the behavior is already there. I mean, kids are already on TikTok and they're glued to it. I have two daughters and they are on TikTok and every social media. And, you know, I always wonder, I mean, I think they're also learning things from there. I think it's a matter of like using some of these technologies to a little more intentionally so that we know that they are learning as opposed to we are guessing if they're learning or not. Um, You're so right that edutainment you know it's uh and it, and it is and i right I, that's so i'm i'm on i'm on so i haven't cracked the code yet so i mean i'm on social media here with you now and um you know some of my posts do well some some not so well you know i'm trying to sort of but i'm constantly looking at okay like what how can how am i able to educate my followers or these my players because it's all life's a game right we're just we're just trying to score points and win it um how can I educate them in a way that make is fun and not doesn't seem like the tips that I'm giving them are overwhelming could help them move the needle and make their lives better, but kind of like, Oh yeah, I could do that. Right. And it's, I don't know if you've read any of these habit books, like BJ Fogg, tiny habits, atomic habits by James clear. Have you read any of those books? I, you know, like I do follow some of the, the, podcasters uh, in the space who are like big on self-help and self-improvement right. like Tim Ferriss and others, um, you know, yeah, who, Tim Ferriss is a good you know, one. They've done like wonderful things uh, in this area and, and I'm implementing some of them to, to, but to your point, you know, I, I kind of went in in the beginning to kind of really do a bunch of things that I realized that I just can't do it because I'm not that person. Like I'm not that athletic, but I can force myself to do half an hour exercise every morning. So I forced myself doing that and I've done that for a couple of years now and I, I do see the benefits of that. But but I'm keeping it to that limit. So now I'm trying to find out, okay, what else is out there which I'm enjoying, but at the same time is improving me. So, so let me, yeah, so let me let me just walk through a quick little example of, of how uh, some of the main techniques that I use and maybe can help you and the listeners to, to help 
get over that hump. Because so here's the thing: habits they don't care whether they're good or bad, helping or hurting us. I I, I mean, they're gonna do their thing. They are gonna compound over time, and they are going to create who we are as individuals. Whether you know, so for instance, if you don't brush your teeth, it's not gonna really know. You're not gonna notice when you're a kid. You start to get a little older. Oh, that kid's you know he's 16 and his teeth are a little brown. By 25, your teeth are falling out, right? Um, or I, I should say even sooner if you don't brush your teeth at all, but depending on how much you brush your teeth. But if you floss every day and you brush and you, you know, like, then, and same with exercise, same with, you know, how you handle your relationships, same with your career and your body. Like, so there's, there's just all, it's all comes down to habits. And to me, and what, what some of these books talk about is, is game, you know, gamifying is my, my term, but basically reducing the friction by tricking your little dog brain into wanting to take these actions. And again, it alludes to the, some of the stuff I was saying earlier, like with sports where it's like, you mentioned the, the term you force yourself, like you don't have to force yourself. There's ways, I promise you, the way that you are built as an individual, your personality, your DNA, you'll be able to find an exercise. That, yeah, maybe at first it doesn't, you're not like, this is amazing, but you want to find, and again, I call it, it uh, it's actually a term from BJ Fogg. They're called golden habits. They're the habits that are the most reduced, the frictions reduced the most because you have, you already have an acclimation for doing them. So again, you know, you said you force yourself, I think you said push-ups, like may, maybe you find something else if you really hate that, or maybe you've already gotten over the hump and you've already developed that habit. So that's the other thing about habits, right? What the cool thing is once you do get over that, what I call a front loaded hump. And once you kind of, cause they, they've dug themselves in deep, these bad habits. And then once you sort of are able to fake it till you make it, you know, whatever technique you use, gamifying the habit to start to switch it to the good one. Once that one's formed, then you're on autopilot. And then it's like, you, you don't have to think about it anymore. And that's the really cool thing about habits, right? So then it's like, all of a sudden you start replacing these bad habits with these good habits in each of these areas of your life. And you start to build this momentum and you start kind of replacing. And the way I like to do it, I kind of, I look at my entire life. I mean, awareness is the very first thing you have to do. So um, I tell people, you know, track your habits for a week or so and just see everything that you're doing. You're not just your habits, but your entire routine for the day, because it's amazing. We do a lot of things we don't realize that we're doing we think we know what we do we do every day and the thoughts we have and the actions we take but we really don't um for the most part and so yeah. you start to kind of break those down and say okay what am i doing here that's really hurting me now how do i how do i re reduce the friction to take this is i've identified this habit's bad i want to form this one i want to go to a to z you can't just start doing z this is the, this is the key you have to do b first and then c and then d and then it, it starts to compound and then you get to Z and you got to start small. So James Clear does, he, he says, basically there's four things. You make it obvious, you make it easy, you make it rewarding and you make it satisfying. Like you can use those four different ways to reduce the friction. So for instance, obvious would be um, if you want to form a habit, you make it super obvious. You put it in your peripheral, like you want to work out, uh, you know, or, or, you know, you want to go to the gym, you put a reminder in your phone is just an easy example, or you put your gym shoes right by the door, you know, on, on, on your way out. So you see them, uh, if you want to not snack on cookies and Doritos at 12 o'clock midnight, uh, you replace them with 
something else that you do want to snack on, like mixed nuts and, and these types of things. And at first, they may not taste quite as good. And you're like, mm, this isn't the cookie. But if that's all that's there, and that's what's obvious, and that's what's right in front of you, you're going to do it. And then what ends up happening is you actually start Again, you, you break that front-loaded hump and you start to form that habit. And before you know it, now you're just kind of addicted to eating nuts. And really, it was the addiction of the late-night snacking. And now you've replaced that bad habit with a good habit that's compounding and you're helping yourself versus hurting yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, look, this exactly makes sense. I think the one that you said, one of the things I had a bad habit about eating, like, you know, you know I, I'm a big foodie and I love to eat a variety of things. And one of my problems was that I was buying those things I should not be eating. So the habit I had to change is not to even buy them. The other right. thing I do is that, if, you know, one thing I realized that never go shopping when you're hungry. Right. So always eat something and when you buy some stuff, like you're probably going to buy healthy stuff. You're going to crave things that you, you really want to eat. Um, right. So a so couple of things have changed there. I mean, I'm seeing some impact, you know, for sure. And, you know, one thing as you were speaking, I was thinking is one of the challenges we have and we have a bad habit and or humans have to get to the, you know, the, put the effort to go to the good side of it and see the results is to visualize. Uh, sometimes it's hard to visualize like what it might be if just doing this one thing for like six months. Um, you know, if there are ways, if there's a tool that maybe you're building where people can easily visualize that if I did it for six months, this principle, if I followed, I'm going to be better human this way or that way. My relationships are going to be better this way. And this is an example of that. You know, those things could be helpful as well, because um, I definitely struggled visualizing that in the beginning, in the past, but now definitely if I see results, it's easier to do that. But for a lot of people, it's hard. Uh, yeah. And so, right. I'm, I don't know if you're familiar, I'm working on an app that does exactly that. So this app is gamifying the whole thing using rewards points come to you're this rocket, just like this one here in the background. Um, you've got, those have got your five cores of your life. You can't really see it, but it's your mindset, your relationships, your career, finance, your physical health, your emotional health. And, uh, each one of these is basically represents you and you start on the ground. And in order to break earth's gravitational pull you have to slowly but surely start replacing your failure habits with success habits in each of these core areas and as you do the liquid the momentum juice i call it in each one starts to fill up and you start to you go to your first planet and then as you start to change these habits you get to the next planet and then there's asteroid fields that you're fighting through there's aliens you're meeting that are giving you universal principles you're flying off to, to new galaxies and you can actually see your progress and it's, mm. you know that as you're leveling up on screen, you're leveling up on life. And so that's the same, same concept like you're, set, you're talking about. And nobody's really, it's amazing to me that nobody's really doing that because there's, there's a lot of habit apps out there. But they, to me, they all feel like homework, to be honest with you. I've tried them all because I'm in researching what I'm doing. Um, and I've been working on this app for about four years now. Um, it's supposed to be a six-month project, but this is my <laughs> third app I've built. This is how it goes. Um, but right, I'm really trying to to use all these things and Momentopedia is going to be part of this app. But, um, you know, these these points and rewards and social connectivity and competition, like you can see where you stand, you can start upgrading your ship, like you start off with just a basic ship. And as you start to progress, you can upgrade your your thrusters and your wings and the um, the armor on your ship and stuff. So you become like this unstoppable force and you can compare it to other people and how they're doing. And there's a leaderboard. And, and so to me, right, like the key and the big difference in changing habits, it's so hard for people, especially these days, because there's a million things distracting us more so than we ever have had 
in the history of the world. We've got our phones, we've got our tablets, we've got our laptops, we've got our TV that has 18 different streaming services, right? And it's, and we're constantly being bar being barred by ads and all these things. It's very hard to hold yourself accountable and to have discipline to do that. And so what I'm trying to do with this app, similar to what we were talking about earlier is to like, you know, use this whole addictive dopamine hits and this technology and behavioral science to get people to want to hold themselves accountable where it's fun to start changing their habits um, versus going down the rabbit hole and just scrolling on social media and comparing yourself to others, which just led to a lot of bad things, including teen suicide being at an all-time high. Right. You mentioned you have girls you know, you, looking at TikTok and stuff. When you launch this app, I mean, one idea for you is to actually go to colleges, universities, and high schools and probably promote this as some sort of a course. Because, you know, one of the challenges I feel is, um, you know, changing habits early is better. Like, why why go through your you know, teens and 20s and 30s and then realize in your 40s that you know, life could have been better. So it's easier to kind of go and early in your life and probably build some good habits, especially when you're in college. You know, why, is, why is not there a course in college that you have to go through? It's almost like habits 101, where you learn about you know, how to live a good life, you know, along with your how to speak well, write well, do good math and all these things which are important, like just have the basic life skills. How to be happy, right. I, how to right. be happy. I mean, that's it right there. The educational system, that's not prioritized. How to be happy, right? And to me, it, it goes to these and it's, it's understanding where you, what you're doing in each of these and um, how you're continually growing. And that's the thing, you, you're never gonna get, I, I, you know, I got depressed at one point when I, I realized that there is no finish line uh, because I remember thinking like, damn, like, so, even if I get to where I'm going, then I got to keep working. But no, if you look at it, you got to change your mindset to realize that's what's awesome, right? So if you hit it, you want to set goals. And if you hit your goal, then you set another one. Again, there's always a way to continue to grow. And if you're not growing, again, that's just part of our, as humans, if we are not growing in some way, and again, and I feel like it's in these main, this is my thing, but these main areas of our life, you can't just be growing in your career and finance and ignoring your relationships and your physical health and your emotional, right? You got to be growing in all of these areas. So that's the idea is just helping people to do that and sort of tricking your brain into wanting to be happy. And, and hopefully, yeah, right. Curriculum is, and a book, all this stuff's coming along with it and, and right my, my ultimate goal is to change help change the educational system and have this stuff taught in schools early on to where they're starting to teach you know these areas that have proven to make us happy again these universal principles versus just the system that we've been in for so long okay let's figure out how to like what what job you're gonna do and then we're gonna you know and that's like basically all school is is is, is teaching you you know what job you're gonna go into and there's yeah. so much more to that to life i mean the life skills is basically super important right to be successful in anything and i think people learn it and my theory is that people learn it by making a whole bunch of mistakes um all their 20s and 30s and eventually when you're in 40s you're kind of in your midlife and you're trying to figure out what went wrong and that's when you look up for apps to kind of make yourself better. And eventually you can be better. But my, my thing is, why don't, why don't go as early as possible? Maybe in middle school, there might be a module around how to good, build good habits, um, which is different from high school and different from college. But I think kind of really building life skills and you know, being an effective human being is super important. And 
I, I think that's where things are falling up. Like, you know, people who are dropping out or mental health challenges and, you know, some of this can be solved, but we leave it to the students to a large extent. And a lot of people are just lost, right? So creating a intentional program around it could be a software, it could be a book, it could be a course. I mean, I see this to be a super important area for sure. I mean, we are, we, you know, you know, as a company, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, and you hit the nail on the head in terms of you got to start young, right? Because again, it's the law of compounding. I, I have this thing that I call the equation of life. Um, and it's basically your belief system plus your repeated actions plus time equals who you will become. And so your belief system, meaning like your mindset, what you, what the habits that you develop, like how you see the world, like what you, the actions you're taking, that, that you're taking every day, right? Um, uh, just basically like how you see each of these five cores. And then again, uh, your belief system plus your repeat, and then you take action on those and then just time. And then that's, you know, gonna, gonna turn you in who you want to be. And so the earlier you start, the better. Um, and to, to start, because these habits, like I said earlier, they dig their claws in deep. Once they're formed, they're really hard to un, undo. Yeah. I, think I, I, I always think of like a little tick. I had a tick when I was in camp um, many, many years ago. And I remember the guy, my counselor pulled it off and it was like this huge full of like my blood, <laughs> kind of gross, but, uh, and it was really hard to get off. Like it just, they dig in deep. And so a lot of people just, they give up or they don't think that it's that important to change certain, I mean, it, the big ones are big, like, oh, I shouldn't smoke, I shouldn't, but there's so many more yeah. little things that we're doing every day that are really compounding um, our happiness and stuff. So yeah, I love, we should talk. Maybe I can, maybe when I finish, I can get my stuff on your platform. Yeah, no, no, happy to chat, happy to chat. We work with over, I mean, now about 200 universities now. So, you know, if, if you're building something, this is meaningful. I mean, there, there are ways probably I'm passionate about this as well. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> offline for sure. I want to, I want to understand that more and understand some of that stuff. So, um, well, this is great. Uh, so we're now we're going to kind of wrap things up last five minutes or so here. Um, I like to always end with talking about, you know, your personal habits. Um, is there one habit that you have developed? Obviously, you're a successful guy, you're doing great things. So somewhere along the line, there's a habit that you've developed that you feel like maybe it was a failure habit at one point, but you, you turned it into a success habit, and it's helping you. Well, there are quite a few things I would come to mind. Like one is that daily exercise. You know, I wasn't, I used to be athletic, but I kind of lost it and I kind of was not doing enough exercise. I do 30 minutes every morning for the last three years. I've seen that has a big impact on my mental health during the day. So if you have a stressful life, I would say the first thing I feel is half an hour doing any sort of exercise that is suitable is important and that has helped me a lot. Um, the other habit I've seen is uh, being present. Um, you know, in the past, sometimes, you know, I have these like bigger projects that I'm working on and then the smaller things will get lost, but now I kind of focus on, okay, these are the things I'm going to spend my time and just be very present at every interaction I and mean, everything I do. Um, that has helped me. It's kind of just to kind of focus uh, and try to do my best at everything um, as opposed to kind of worrying about things that are going on and things like that. And I kind of almost like compartmentalize my mind in various pieces. Like when I'm doing this, I'm just doing this. I'm not thinking about something else. And that has taken a while to kind of build that habit, but definitely has helped me a lot. Uh, okay, so 
I love that. So let's, so let's, this is exactly what I was telling you earlier that I'm trying to help people do. So now they've just heard a good habit that you have, but here, the, the problem would be most people would hear that and have no idea how to then take that from A to Z, right? So what's B, what is the step that we can game, help people gamify? Like, is there a way that you gamify it to sort of remind yourself to, to have this habit? Is there something that you can kind of give people to go off and then it might trigger in them like, oh, wow, yeah, I can do this to help me develop that habit. So what I do that is um, specifically to focus, right? When I wake up, before I start to work anything, I create a list of things for the day that I want to focus on. And, and that decision is based on what is most important for me to cover that day. So commitments that I have plus things that I want to solve for, the problem, my biggest problems that I want to focus on. Write it down. The other thing I try to do not 100%, but it's to block out calendar time. So if I'm doing something for two hours, I just block out two hours. I'm going to work on this presentation, but just for these two hours. And I have a goal in mind that in two hours, if I spend two hours, this is what I want to achieve in two hours. Love it. I love that. So, actually, there's a principle involved in that. Um, it's not the Pareto principle. That's the 80-20. But uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Maybe you know it, but it's... When you actually, that, that, is a, that is a habit hack. When you give yourself less time to do something, and I actually use this, this, hack, this hack as well, uh, you'll get it done. So it, it kind of think about your, your college student, uh, you've got a month to study for an exam. How many people do you think are, are just crushing it on day one and hitting the library hard, right? No, you're, but how many people do you think, you know, three days before that exam are gonna be just cramming like a mofo? Uh, same with New Year's resolutions, right? Like, oh, I have a whole year to do them. But then it's like comes to the end of the year and you're like, oh my God, I haven't done any of them. Uh, I'm going to go to the gym and really get in shape. Uh, and then, you know, you, you're, you're dying the next day because you overdid it, right? But the, and then people's mind goes, oh, that was too difficult. Like that was too much. I can't do, I can't sustain that. Forget that habit, right? And so it's, I like that you give yourself just, it's, it's a, it's, you're making it easy. You're using one of these principles um, by giving yourself a, a specific amount of time to do something. And then your brain figures out a way to magically get it done. And I use my timer actually on my phone. So like what I'll do is if I have a meeting coming up, um, I set my alarm 20 minutes before the meeting and my alarm goes off every 10 minutes to remind you. So I set it and it gives, and I know I have 20 minutes to finish whatever task that I'm working on. And then at, 10 minutes before it goes off again. And it's amazing in that 20 minute span, how much more productive I am. Whereas I know for a fact that if I'd had an hour to finish that project, it could easily, I could have filled that time, two hours, three hours. But when I have 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, I just need, I need to get this done. And there's a lot to be said. I'm, I'm a perfectionist at heart. It's one of my failure habits. There's a lot to be said. There's a 70% rule that I heard a long time ago that I really always try to use. Just get stuff done 70%. Don't try to make things perfect because life, again, it's all about growing, trying things out, seeing what's working, what's not working. And if you try to make everything perfect, you're going to spend way more time. And then chances are it's not going to be perfect. And it's not what other people want. And you're like, oh, I should have done it this way. Whereas if you just kind of did it, got it out there to the world, seeing how people react, get people's opinions, feedback, then you can start kind of tweaking it a little bit. That's a big one as well. Exactly. No, I love that. I mean, I think that's, that's the principle of building any product, which is to get it out there as quickly as possible to get some feedback. The other concept that you know, we're speaking is time slicing. I don't know if you've heard of that, which I find helpful when I'm in a stressful situation. Ooh. 
um, which is, you know, the idea is that, you know, if you, if you, if you have like, let's say in a really difficult situation, don't plan for like hours or days, like say, okay, what can I do in the next 30 minutes to make this better? What can I do in the Ooh. next five minutes to like make this better? So that focusing on the most important thing in a very small amount of time, um, it only works when I'm in a stressful situation, something has to be solved. Um, typically when I hear that, okay, this is a big problem and it'll take me a week to think about it, it's like a problem because then we don't know what to do for a week. Um, it's about, yeah, okay, it's a big problem. What can I do in five minutes? That's gonna make things slightly better. Uh, then what, I, what can I do in half an hour? To make it a little oh, more, wow. can I do in one hour? It, uh, slightly more better and then in a week. Yeah, I love it. It's kind of tied to that whole the, improving by 1%, right? Like, you know, don't try to improve, improve 100%, just improve 1% better every single day and everything you do. And it'll slowly again, all compounding will kick in. Well, dude, this is amazing. Uh, I want to talk to you more. I'm, I'll DM you after this. Um, are you available to chat for like five minutes after this about doing some collaboration? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, let me just take a look at my calendar real fast. Uh, I have another meeting yeah, no coming up. I just want to. And sorry about kind of getting onto this uh, IG live. It took me a while to oh, do it. Oh, don't worry about it. I have it an hour yet. All the time. It happens all the time. It's a little bit different format than most people are used to. Um, so, well, thank you again so much for coming on. Yeah, just we'll, we'll message after. We won't have to, we have to do it here. Uh, try, try to connect. If it's not now, we can do it another time. Um, but this was awesome. Again, and where, where can people check you out? Yellowdig.com, right? That's where yeah, you know, you're Yeah, yellowdig.com or .co. Just look us up there if you want to learn more about the platform. Uh, if you want to give it a try. Uh, if you're teaching, if you're a teacher, I would love, love to kind of definitely reach out to us. Um, and if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn is a good spot to find me. So if you just go to LinkedIn and search for Sean Acroy, you'll find me there. Yep, and we'll have your name in the show notes. Perfect, awesome, man. Well, great chatting. I look forward to chatting some more. Thanks so much for being on the show. Awesome, yeah, great to meet you, Will. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye. That's it for the Gamify Your Habits podcast with Will Moore. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to visit moremomentum.com to learn how you can gamify your life.